Hello, Les Raymond here with the Mindful Movement. Whether you are about to enjoy one of Sarah's beautiful meditations or dive into a podcast interview, I would like to remind our community that the best way to support the Mindful Movement is to support the companies that make this happen. Sarah and I are very picky about the companies we choose to work with, and we are grateful to have the relationships we have and to share them with our listeners. You can learn more about our affiliates through our website by clicking on the Favorites tab. We are excited to have recently added Sunlighten as an affiliate. They make state-of-the-art infrared saunas, and their founder, Connie, came on for a recent interview if you would like to listen. Our Sunlighten sauna has been a family favorite for over a decade. Some of our most popular affiliates are the grounding mats from Ultimate Longevity, which we sleep on every night, and the Apollo Neuro, which Sarah is now wearing daily to help manage stress. When you support these brands, you in turn are supporting the mindful movement and helping Sarah and I continue to devote our time to this passion. Whether you check out these companies or not, I just want to say thanks again and reiterate how grateful Sarah and I both are for all of the support over the years. I hope you enjoy the episode. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hello and welcome to the Mindful Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Les Raymond. Thanks for joining me today. I get a chance to sit and talk with Raj Jana on the podcast today. Raj is a young serial entrepreneur and he is the host of the Stay Grounded Podcast. You know, a while back we had Clint Ober on the podcast who brought my attention to the idea of grounding in the more literal sense. It's relationship to the physical connection that we have with the earth itself and what that means from an electrical standpoint and how that uh, leads into you know different ways of being as far as health and wellness. Raj uses the word quite differently and it's a great word and you know we've heard it used many ways and as this the host of the Stay Grounded podcast Raj uses this word to connect a little what seems to be more deeply with what he feels is more his true self and the way of a way of looking inward and connecting what to the idea of what we feel is true to ourselves and he has quite the journey with a lot of ups and downs and it sounds like uh, the ideas around the world ground word grounded has really allowed him to kind of navigate his way so I'm excited to sit down with him. He's young, he's got a lot of energy. I think there's a lot he could share and I hope the audience enjoys. Thanks for listening. All right, Raj Jana, thank you for joining me on the Mindful Movement Podcast. Um, it's really great to have you here. 
you are the host of the Stay Grounded podcast, which I've been uh, diving into recently. You recently had Sarah on, so thank you for that. It was a great to hear you both chat. And uh, she said, we have to chat. So um, <laughs> um, you have this, you radiate this like super positive energy. And uh, I always look for people to find people like that and put them into my life because I could always use that. Um, and I love it, you know, the, the contagion of that positivity. And it really, uh, you know, you really express that well. Um, you, it sounds like you've, delved into so many things, whether it be coffee, um, personal development and growth. It seems like you're passionate about the spiritual side of that. And it sounds like you've had a, a, a lot of ups and downs along the way. And I would love to hear kind of how you got to where you are today. Uh, well, one, thank you for the kind words. Uh, fully receive and appreciate that. And it's an honor and a privilege to be here. Um, so my story, well, hell man, I could go down, I guess where I started down the path of radical self-expression where I, I wanted something different for my life. I, I used to be a, when I graduated college, I was a petroleum engineer. That's what I graduated. I went to oh, school wow. for engineering, started working for a giant oil and gas company out in Louisiana and was not fulfilled. I felt very trapped. I just didn't feel like I was getting my needs met. And I didn't even know what my needs were at the time, but I just knew that I wanted more freedom and more, more, more autonomy and more abilities for me to navigate my own career. And so around that time, this was about November of 2014, I, I was really just looking for something different. And I remember I stumbled across a book called The Four Hour Work Week oh. by a guy named Tim Ferriss. Yeah. And changed my life. It was the first book that made me realize there was a whole world of online learning. And there was this, there were people outside of these, the, the traditional, Hey, I'm going to get a degree, graduate, get a job, you know, get married, buy the house, have the kids. Like I was, it was the first time I was exposed to this whole new world of, of learning. And that led me down a very passionate journey of wanting to be an entrepreneur and you know at the time I couldn't leave my full-time job so I did it on the side so I started side hustles I read books bought courses before and after work would work on stuff and um and then in the middle of that journey I had a, a mentor uh while I was working full-time and trying to do the whole side hustle thing um I had a mentor who worked 37 years at the same company die of a heart attack three months before his retirement date and this is when I'm like trying to figure things out. I just launched one of my, you know, my second company, which was a coffee company called Java Press. And I just launched it and I was excited, da, 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 but I was kind of just dabbling. I wasn't really going all in. And when my mentor passed and after he passed, his you know, wife came in the next week who had just retired to come and clean out his cubicle. And it was oh just gosh. one of the most heart wrenching, like, you know, being 25 at the time. You know, I'm sitting in a cubicle next to a man where his, you know, his, his widow is coming in to clean out his cubicle. It was just one of the, like the, I think I learned about 40 years of lessons overnight in, in that moment. And one, the most in one that, you know, tomorrow's not guaranteed. And, you know, if I really want what I want in my life, I have to create it. And the only thing I can do is now. And so 
that's when I really hit pedal to the metal less than, you know, eight months later, we hit our first million in business. And then, and is this uh, with the coffee company? Yeah. The coffee company. Did you have a passion for coffee when you started that? Or is this just like, you're just looking for, you wanted to be an entrepreneur and you wanted. Yeah. I, I, I I didn't even drink coffee when I first launched the Ah, company. That's funny. You know, when I, well, you know, now I'm a passionate enthusiast of really supporting, you know, family farms all over the world. And I, I, I revere the craft that goes into creating specialty coffee and all food and beverage for that matter. Like I, you know, I, I appreciate great wine and great chocolate and great coffee. And like, I'm, I, I love appreciating people that do it, but at the time, no, that wasn't my passion. I just knew what I didn't want. And I was willing to just about use business as the vehicle. For me, that was what was in front of me. I had this vehicle that was generating some money and some promise. And, and I just doubled down on it and figured it out. And once I figured it out, I hit my next wave, which was, wow, I'm really unhappy again. Like I had created a second job for myself where I was selling a ton of stuff and working two jobs and not knowing why I was just chasing money. Um, and that's when I met, uh, another, one of my, another mentor of mine, a man named Yannick Silver, who wrote a book called Evolved Enterprise. And the book was about combining, you know, business and, and life and, 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 and using business to help people and building things that matter and, and not, and, and having it be an expression of you. And it was the first time I'd ever heard of that concept. Um, you know, like I just, the business was, being an expression of you. Yeah. I just never knew that. And, and that's when I took a month off to really like dive deeper into, I bought his course and his course was the first time I'd heard of a gratitude journaling process. And so I started, you know, trying that out and then diving deeper into meditation and journaling. And, and that is when I, you know, kind of rebranded my coffee company's tagline to stay grounded. And, um, and, you know, because we wanted to help people stay grounded in the moments they loved. And we use my mentor story as, as that inspiration for not waiting until the weekend or not waiting until you have a vacation to be happy. You can start with your cup of coffee every morning. And, and then that so, just turned into a whole new journey. Yeah. So how do you connect that? So what is when you say stay grounded, like what is like, I, I think grounded can be used kind of an abstraction, like a lot of people could assign a different maybe meaning for themselves for that. What does that mean to you? Like, why did you choose that word? Well, so I think that that answer has evolved over time. Um, So my, my, at the time, stay grounded for me was just a really interesting tagline that combined because one of our first products was a coffee grinder. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So it kind of combined this idea of like, like being present with, with your rituals. So it was all about rituals and it was all about um, kind of like living intentionally. That's what it was. Uh, but after I launched my podcast, which was Stay Grounded, this is the year after I read that book and gone through the course and I launched the podcast Stay Grounded to build this lifestyle story. That's when I became a full-time entrepreneur. I left my full-time job and I went all in on this coffee company and then I started going through a lot of ups and downs. We had our first like big supply chain issue in China. I had my first IP thefts where people were stealing oh, wow. my, I got into lawsuits. I was losing, I, I had months where I'd go 60% without money and like our 60% sales dropping. And 
this emotional ride of being an entrepreneur then triggered a lot and activated a lot of insecurities, deep, deep, deep insecurities within myself. And then I felt the podcast sort of evolve into this place where I was now meeting people who I needed support from. Like, right. hey, like, how do I manage my own stress? How do I manage my own fears? Like, and but the question that always remained was, how do you stay grounded? That's the last question I always asked. And to me now in this moment, stay grounded has sort of evolved into this idea of finding a sense of self in something that is outside of like it, that, that that is not sourced from outside of you it's you know no matter what's happening in your life like how can you stay grounded in 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 your power in your strength in your knowing how can you how can you lean into that compass that 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 source that is so connected to everything around you and find your your identity in it right and so to me, now stay grounded has evolved into really exemplifying the journey of unbecoming, right? Unraveling all the things that aren't us so that we can come back to the truth of who we are. It's a, it's a platform and a message that really inspires a deeper sense of connectedness, not just with ourselves, but with our families, our intimate partner, our, our tribes, our community, the world, God, whatever you choose to call. But to me, it's, to me, stay grounded is staying connected. It's staying connected to something much bigger than the voices outside of you, than the money in your bank account, than the way something looks externally. It is an internal reflection. And to me, that is so it, it's got that connotation of, of, of being rooted in, in, in knowing where you come from and who you really are, not what you were fed through society or parents or school or religion or culture. It is it is truly staying grounded to me. Now, if I had to define it, it's, it's, it's being in that state of, 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 of oneness with yourself and everything around you. Well, that's awesome. Beautifully said. So, and, but that started as literally a, like a coffee yeah, grinder. Yeah, a coffee grinder. No, I, but the idea the, is to be present while you grind. You know, it's, it's, it's funny. So little personal story. I love coffee and, um, mm-hmm. For a while, I started searching at one point years ago, I started searching because we started to get into nicer coffees and they were more expensive. So I was like, started looking online and I found online a company that sold coffee that was surprisingly inexpensive. Like it didn't make sense because it looked like there was such a sense of quality and around the whole platform that was providing this. And you mentioned like supporting family businesses, like, like you saw the details of the family farm that it was being grown and all this details, but I was like, so inexpensive, doesn't make sense. So I ordered a bunch and then when it came, it all made sense. It was all raw green beans. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, that's why it's cheaper. This is, (laughs) this is not ready to drink. Like, and I almost threw it out. I was going to throw it out. Like, I don't know what to do with this. Mm-hmm. It, so then I go, I'm like, wait a second. So I go online and I, and I realize that this company provides raw beans for people to roast. So I, I start looking at like, well, how do you roast coffee? And I learned that I could roast coffee in my kitchen. Oh, wow. You're a home roaster. So I'm a home roaster. So everything cool. changed. This was like a very pivotal point in my life yeah. and now. So, and it makes me realize I'm missing something because it's become a ritual to for me. Every two weeks, I roast two and a half pounds in this, what I call the BAP, a 
which is short for big ass pan that I got for like Father's Day one year, this ginormous uh, pan. And, um, and it's this ritual of like, you have to be present, you're there for like 20, 25 minutes at the stovetop, and it needs attention like every 10, 15 seconds. Because it's, you know, I don't have this automatic thing, like I'm the shake, I'm stirring it, shaking this whole pan. And then, um, and then I put in a colander, metal colander, and I walk outside and I, and I ground when I'm out there, I'm always out there bare, barefoot on the ground. And I like cool it down and stir and blow off all the, the like the debris that I think it's called the chafe, whatever that comes off the outside. Uh, of you the actually tree. know a lot more about roasting coffee than I oh, do. Oh, I, I was, I was, uh, we partnered. I've always been really good at partnering with people that care a lot about the things I don't care about. Okay. Right. Yeah. So like, to me, like I love the finished product. I love telling the stories. I love connecting with the farms. I love being able to share uh, a message and inspire a message in others using a simple thing like coffee, but the technicalities of roasting. Oh my God, yeah. man. That's so over my head. Oh, that's like, funny. I, but see, I feel like I'm missing out because here I go through all that and I have that like uh, you know, ritual of being yeah. present in that process. But then I, I still hit the, I use an electric grinder every morning to grind it. I'm like, oh, am I missing a component? I could well, be hand, hand grinding this. <laughs> I think it, I think it, it's all relative, right? Like to me over the years, and this is how I know I've grown. Like if you would have asked me that question three years ago, I would have been like, yeah, man, you're not slowing down. Da, 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 da. <laughs> um, now in hindsight, I think it is, it's all about the intention. Like it's like, there's so many ways to add intentionality into a ritual that you love, right? It doesn't just like grinding is one aspect of the coffee brewing experience, but so is smelling your beans before you throw them in the grinder. So is really thinking about the farmer as you're sort of drinking your coffee. There's so many ways to stay connected to that greater feeling that 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 which which is what I think creates the power of ritual. It creates that's that's what truly, that's the thing that matters. That's the energy beneath all the technicalities, the processes, the the coffee maker you should use, the grinder you should use. Like, there's ways to get you towards a really good cup of coffee. But what really makes a great cup of coffee is how connected you are to the process of making it. And if getting your hands involved gets you more connected to what you're creating by all means, go for it. Like I, I really don't, I've actually evolved past my hand grinder now. And I've, I've grown into an electric cause I drink coffee with my brother every morning or my girlfriend in the morning. And so like, I want to be able to make more for them. Right. So for me, like, you know, my intention of what's important to me has evolved and therefore my ritual has. So I think it, it, it's such an individualized thing. And that's why I love coffee so much because there's something for everyone and there's something for the single use person. Right. And then there's something for someone who wants eight cups a day. Like there's, there's, there's a wide range of people. And I think what's important, the thing that can connect us all is just how, how connected you are to the ritual. Like, why are you doing what you're doing? How are you connecting deeper? Are you, are you infusing any presence and intention? I think those, those are the questions that I tend to now come back to when I, when I think about what goes into making the best cup of coffee. Gotcha. So where did you go from there? So you, you basically used uh, the coffee company for something else, essentially, it wasn't really about the coffee. And that led you, uh, I guess, down to getting into the podcast that you do, that 
it seems like you have changed where that has helped you change. And you've gone through a lot of growth in the process of kind of pulling on people that I guess were people that you needed in your life to some, to some degree. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just, like I said, I was going through so much. I was, I was, I was using the podcast as a way for me to learn. I was trying to understand what the hell was going on with me. Like, why was I feeling so anxious all the time? Like, why was I so scared? Why, where did my fears come from? What caused me to have these beliefs and these stories? And, and so I started going down that path, which then led me down a very interesting path of asking bigger questions and asking different questions. And, you know, so I have, I guess I have two different paths happening right now. Simultaneously, I've got my business path, which is, you know, my coffee company and then growing that and investing profits into different entities and companies and kind of growing myself as a serial entrepreneur. But on the other end, I had this deep spiritual sort of thirst for wanting to discover myself and to understand my purpose and my calling and what am I here to do and why it is so much suffering exists on the planet and what is my role inside of all of this. And so those deeper questions started emerging. And in the quest of this, a lot of personal shit, can I cuss on this? I don't know if I can. Yeah, but, sure. Well, like, but like just personal life and business started then mixing together where the more questions I started asking here, the more businesses that weren't in alignment with me started withering away. Mm. The more failures I started experiencing because they weren't coming from things that were in my heart, right? I started, then on the other end, relationships started withering away. I was in a nine-year relationship that broke apart. And so I started seeing like this, the more I started unraveling who I was, the more my life started unraveling. And that was a really painful two years of kind of learning how to be in all of it. And then COVID hit and, you know, it just, you throw a global pandemic on top of everything. Like it just really turned into this, this, inc- I don't know, just this, it was, it was a, I think the last few years for me have been me getting very clear on what I'm here to do and how I'm here to serve and what kind of opportunities I say yes to and, 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 and the confidence in myself to not just say yes to things that make me money. I can actually say yes to things that are truly in alignment, knowing that I can walk away from, from deals and, and, and know and trust that if it's in my heart and it's in alignment, it's going to come out on top and it's going to take care of me in ways I don't even know how yet. And, so it's, it's, it's me. I think the podcast over time has really led to, and the podcast has been in the pillar, but my life has been happening around it, um, has really been this sort of anchor for me in remembering that truth that like, Hey, you know, I can trust that the universe has more to offer than what I might be seeing in every moment. And I think, you know, we've all been going through a lot the last few years, especially since the pandemic and, you know, uh, from a, from a, from an economy standpoint, from a health standpoint, like COVID was the tip of the iceberg for all of our fears. It doesn't matter what your specific fear was. COVID just made it come out and bigger. And like, if you had a a relationship, if you had relationship issues, you're stuck with your partner inside of this place. Like that's a problem. If you had health issues, Oh my God, that was the biggest eye opener for a lot of people. Um, You know? And so I, I think, that was, that's been at least for me, like, you know, it started out as this tagline for my coffee company, but what it turned into was a lifestyle and an idea that helped me really actually get through some of the harder periods of my life and, and find meaning inside of all of it and connect with others who are 
also struggling and finding meaning and looking for answers. And now I think that's what it's become. Like it's this beautiful platform that's in 70 something countries with thousands of people all over the world that tune in every week. And it's just this really vulnerable place where we get to talk about things that matter, life, love, forgiveness, joy, failure, sadness, death, fulfillment, meaning, giving. I mean, yeah, man. It's, so it's, you uh, mentioned, I heard you slipping that word meditation. Like, is, is that a, a tool you use for, I mean, you mentioned you had these two things, this kind of serial entrepreneur side, and then this, yep. this personal side that obviously you've been diving deeper and deeper. And that, you know, that's just an ongoing unfolding of, of process. Uh, what other tool, I mean, what other tools do you use for that, for that development yeah. of the, the self? It just, uh, I, that's definitely evolved over the years, right? When I first got started for me, gratitude and a daily practice of gratitude was one of the most powerful uh, sh shifting mechanisms because it practicing gratitude every single day and truly actually meditating on from that space. Like to me, meditation is a, it's, it's, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle of awareness and paying attention to not just thoughts, but feelings and and reflection and and you know so like to me meditation kind of encompasses a lifestyle um but at the time i was really focusing on uh, when i first got started on gratitude and then over time that then shifted into leaning into different tools whether it was healing modalities like plant medicine or leaning into different coaching frameworks like hypnotherapy or leaning into different somatic practices, which more like embodiments, anything that got me connected into my heart and my feelings and my body, like breath work or, um, or different yogas and different movements. I mean, uh, sweat lodges. I mean, like I've kind of now navigated a lot of different terrains that, and, and that, so, cause I, I, when I think about the self, I think about four components. I think about the mind, which is our beliefs about the world, the way we see the world is the way we think. I, I see our, our bodies, which are like our physical, actual, like the mechanisms, the chemicals, the chemistry that makes the biology. Then I think about our hearts, which is like our attachment patterns and how we were raised and all of our potential traumas and, and unmet needs and all of those and the way those express in the world. And then the spirit, which is like our connection to that infinite source of wisdom and power. And I think over the years, like when I first got started in personal development, I was very much mindset, 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 like, what is the mindset for success? And then when I really started asking questions around how do I live a more fulfilled life, it was more about the heart set. And I had to go through my breakup and the deaths and like, it's like, I had to learn to love myself in deeper ways. And so the practices for that were much more around self love and learning to quiet the inner critic in my mind and learning more loving compassion for myself. And meditation was one tool. Like I said, there's many tools, you know, community healing was another for me, like really allowing myself to find communities with others that were also doing healing work and, 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 and allowing myself to be seen in bigger ways and practicing vulnerability and having tough conversations and nonviolent communication. These are all very powerful tools for me. Um, you, you mentioned know, plant medicine in there too. Did you find that very helpful or? I found, uh, and for me, like, you know, there's a lot of different plants, right? So cacao can be a plant medicine. I'll say that, right? And so can 
more psychedelic plant medicines, right? It's just, there's, there's a whole range of our plant friends that are here to serve and help us. And, um, you know, I, for me, plants have helped me really connect with my body. Hmm. Like cacao, I drink cacao every day. What, what do you feel that does for you when you say it helps you like connect with your body, like feel from so, the inside or just pay yeah, yeah, closer yeah. attention? Great, beautiful question. Um, for, for me, I, when I, when I'm in my body, I am, I'm more connected to a calmer sense of knowing. Like it's, it's a more rested sense of self. Like, so I'm not as like doing, 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 thinking, thinking, thinking. I'm more like being, I'm more remembering, I'm more calm and collected. And that source of energy, I think happens in presence. Like when we are truly present, we are not active like our, our fight or flights our paras our sympathetic nervous systems aren't really going off and so we're in that rest and digest state and i think for me um cacao in particular it's it's you know i have a daily ritual every morning i i i, I make my cacao drink and i sit down and i set my intention and when i drink it i just feel like in a very loving space i just what does that in. entail what like the cacao drink the preparation what is that so ritual? The so the ritual for me is, you know, I have a little bowl and then I've got cacao that I'll break. It's, it's in like a, like a bar form. So it's just like pure cacao, pure ceremonial grade cacao. Is there, it's, a, yeah, I've never had that. Is that grade. like bitter then or, or it's not sweet. I'll tell you that. Right. So, you know, you, a lot of people add a lot of adaptogens to it. They turn it into a, like a, you know, you can add stevia or monk sugar. You can add whatever you want to it. Like I just right. drink it raw. Cause I just like the, the, for me, it's more about the practice than it is like the, so I, I have a, a little bowl and then I put cacao in there and then I throw in some hot water and I got a little whisk and I'm like, kind of like, you know, whisking this together. And then, and at the time I'm like really, and, it goes back to what we were talking about with the coffee. Like it's the way you do something is much right. more important than what you're doing. So it's like, while I'm doing it, I'm really like connecting with the beverage and gratitude for how this beverage is going to make me feel. And I'm really infusing a lot of intention into creating this and then pour water in there and I'm just continuing to make it. And then before I start my day, I sit down and usually if I'm with my beloved, I, we sit down and I, We'll have a beverage in my hand. She'll have a beverage in hers and we'll just set our intentions. And that's our way of connecting before the day starts. Like we have several projects we're working on, like we're really busy. And so like, it's, that's like our one thing to just get started. And, and that's, and, and that's, that's kind of the thing. So like, it's, you know, and it, it evolves. Like when I'm traveling, I can't do that. Right. right? So when I'm traveling, I've got different, like I've got meditation tracks, like it's like, you know, guided meditations, maybe, um, maybe it's a, it's, it's just a simple gratitude text to someone I love. Maybe it's a phone call. Maybe it's, um, maybe it's breath work. It, it kind of just ranges on my mood where I'm at. Uh, and over the years, I think I've just learned to honor that. I used to think that I needed one morning ritual and I was going to follow that thing to the T every single day. And I've found that it just doesn't work. Like for me, at least like I sometimes feel like I want to meditate. Sometimes I feel like I want to go work out. Sometimes I feel like I just want to lay in bed and love. And other days I want to like, you know, it's just my, my, as we dynamically evolve and as the circumstances around us are evolving and there's different noises and chaos and stuff that's like emerging in our awareness. I think the tools that we use to connect with ourselves are also going to evolve. And 
Yeah. And sometimes the I'm, intention is like you mentioned, sorry to cut you yeah. there. Intention. No, 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 no I love it. Please, please. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I love plants too. And I dabble, I use a lot of them. And um, I mean, it's like, if the intention is not in place that it could really do the opposite of what you're trying to do. Like, yeah. like if you, like, if I know that if I'm like, um, you know, I'm not, sticking to the intention or really haven't made the proper space like it could turn into just exaggerating whatever input is coming into my life like usually you know through the screen so you know this slippery slope where you click on something that if you took a moment and you realize like you know that's going to stress you out like that news feed or whatever and because that intention wasn't like honored, all of a sudden, this thing that you took in hopes to like help you is now exaggerating all the stuff in the world that like pisses you off or stresses you out or, you know, triggers that limbic brain. And, and then like, and then you turn to your family member to say something simple. And it's like, everything's different the way you're relating. So like you've, you know, if the intention's not there, the relationship with yourself that you hope for to develop and cultivate is has gone awry and now you're going to just spew that on everyone else around you also well and that's the you know i i like to think of you know even with the yin and the yang right the masculine and the feminine like i i, I think we all have these energies inside of us and i think that our relationship with the world is also a dance between this sort of intention and then like the flow of of life right so like to me, intention is kind of like that masculine direction. Like, hey, yes, I'm going to take this plant. If it's psychedelic in nature, right? Like, I'm going to take this plant. But the intention's like, I'm going to allow you to just play in that direction. But the intention with which you craft the space is actually the container that can allow for you to actually surrender and trust and experience the healing nature of, of the plant, the universe, or whatever's coming through you. And so that's that dance. I, and I, and I think we can practice that in all areas of our lives, like whether it's sure. in relationship or in work or in our health or in our spiritual excavations, like to me, intention is that common practice that can empower you to be in a responsive mode instead of a reactive, which is where I think that that sense of calmness comes in. Like when I feel like I'm triggered and I'm activated, it's because I'm reacting to something. It's not because I'm responding. Like, right. You know, like that, the space between yourself and the thing in front of you, that, like that, that split second of pause is actually that's that being even aware of that pause is I think the practice, like for me in particular, like where my edge is, is like, can I, even when I'm mad and angry, can I take a deep breath? Even as I'm stressed and anxious and just, can I just take up, can I pause and just breathe? And connect with my body and and can i have the um and can i practice the awareness to to be able to do that and it's hard it's really hard when life's like throwing stuff at you and there's the news and social media and you got all this noise in the world right now and you got family members that disagree with you and especially around the holidays right now like you just it's a very easy easy time in life for your nervous system to just be awry like we've never had more inputs yeah. into the system yeah everybody you know you just walk around closer to the threshold like yeah the, 
you're closer to tripping that wire. You know, the dials just turned up a little bit and it's like, it's almost been like normalized and you don't notice yeah. it, it's creeped up. And then, you know, people are just, um, it makes it real easy to show up in a different way, show up in the world in a different way than you actually want to show up. It's like yeah. really slippery. Yeah. And I, you know, I have a lot of compassion for a lot of people right now because it's not easy. Like, and, you know, we're, we're stuck in these, these little trauma loops or these, yeah, these trauma loops, loops of like, yeah. you know, like we're just triggering the hell out of each other um, from things that don't, didn't even start in the moment, right? Like these are things that, that happened years ago and are just stuck energy in our bodies. Like that's all this is like, it's these emotional charges that are just locked and loaded, just waiting for somebody right? Like me and my girlfriend always joke about like, you know, when we get in fights, it's never actually about the dishes. Hmm. There's always a, you know, there's always a layer beneath it, beneath it, beneath it. And I think that's what's happening in society right now. There's so much just us versus them and all this divisiveness and you're right. I'm wrong. Vaxxed and unvaxxed and you name it. There's a, there's, there's, there's this chaos, but at the core of it, we're all actually scared in our own ways. We all find safety in, in one thing or another. We all find community in one set of ideas or another. And underneath it all, there's a sense of united polarity, if you would, that, that connects us as beings. And I think it's taken a lot of work for me to really be in that space and trust that and love that because, you know, it is hard. And, um, and, and, you know, it's the thing that brings me back. It's like things like conversations like these, like intention, like, doesn't matter how you drink coffee, we can all connect on the intention. It doesn't, doesn't matter where you are in the world. You know, we can all connect on the fact that all of us have probably gotten into a heartbreak or, or lost a loved one or had a shared experience of humanity. Like we've spent more time focusing on our shared experiences instead of our differences. I think the world would be a better place. Oh, for sure. So you said something I was listening to uh, one of your podcasts, um, maybe earlier today or yesterday. And something that jumped at me was funny. And uh, you mentioned, uh, you alluded to a moment ago about like a wake up call for health almost these last couple of years. And you were talking about you had hired a personal trainer. Yeah. And it was something that resonated with me because that's, uh, you know, that's kind of the day job for me. And you said something like, I just don't like leg day. So I had to hire a trainer to force me to do leg day. <laughs> so Accountability oh. for for leg day. Uh, hey, man, I, uh... but I think that's overlooked. Like the, the, I don't think, I think a lot of people don't recognize how beneficial it is to just get the exercise in because we're so kind of far removed in our culture now, like the way we live and the positions that we find ourselves, the environments, it's so different than what like our species did for so long leading up to, you know, a hundred years ago or it's kind of uh, eye-opening. Yeah. People don't know that that is probably the easiest way to kind of get started on cultivating a, a healthier relationship with yourself and understand yourself more. Whereas some of the other things are, they're not as easy to kind of get started with for some people. And it sounds like you did a lot of work leading up to that, or it's, I think you had mentioned you were an athlete when you're young. So you, you already had an understanding, a reference point of what physical activity meant. But I think there's a lot of people out there that are scared and don't feel good. And they're worried about their health. 
over these last couple of years. And like, that's, that's an entry point that is, is, is so it's, it's accessible and it's easier to do and then quickly feel something than, you know, um, like reading a book about self-help that makes you feel like you have to change every aspect of your life. You have to do all these things to make progress. Whereas like, if you get off the couch and like do 20 minutes of something physically difficult, like you feel so good. You've changed the chemistry of your body and you, and it'll change your outlook on like the rest of your day. And, and also maybe tell you, teach you like what, at least to think about what might be possible if you, continue, even though it might not, you know, be some magical thing, like you feel better about yourself so quickly. It helps so you're you moving energy through things. you, right? Yeah, like absolutely. Like that's ultimately all fitness is like you're actually moving stuck energy. And to me, that is what the journey of healing is, whether it's in the mind, the body, the spirit of the heart, you're moving things that are stuck, and you're replacing it with stuff that isn't. And right. like, and I, you know, I love that you mentioned the body. I think my relationship with my body, like I, yeah, I started out as an athlete and then I went through a journey of, you know, kind of going up and down. And then I, now I'm very much back to focusing on my body. And, and I do think the body has got infinite wisdom. Like the body is constantly trying to teach us where to focus. Like I had this big realization a little while back that, you know, like pain, whenever I used to have pain in my body, I would always try and just get rid of it. Like growing up, if I was an athlete and I got hurt, like I would go get ice and I would try and do this thing. And, or like, if I have a headache, instead of actually like sitting down and trying to understand what's going on, like go and get some painkillers and make it go away. And, you know, recently I've been really kind of shifting my mindset to like, all right, like, what is this pain actually trying to teach me? Like what body? Okay. I'm listening. Why are you showing up? Like, what is it? And, and even that line of questioning has led to a very different set of actions that I might take. You know, it's like, okay, like, do I need to rest? Maybe is that what you're telling me to do? Like, do I need to maybe go move? Right? Like for me, like in, in my in that podcast, like my realization was I thought I needed to go move and do leg day. And when I went and got my trainer, the giant cosmic joke was that I actually needed, I hated doing leg day because my legs were so tight. And I needed to stretch. Right. And so, right. Like my, my, so the last few months, like I've not done leg day, I've actually just done a ton of stretching. And, you know, and if I think about my mind, like, am I getting that high? Am I getting that workout? No. And maybe what my body's asking for right now is, yo dude, like actually loosen up. Like yeah. you're going to need these, you're going to need these limbs later on. Like, I don't want you having like knees that blow out, you know, the second you start doing something physical, like I want you to be nimble. And so I think there's wisdom, right? If we listen to our bodies, which is ultimately, I think the, the goal of meditation or any awareness practice, it's connecting with. with sure. I mean, body. it's hard. Like you could, what you want to do is nourish the body. And with exercise, it's one of those things where the ego could just, um, you know, it could put you on a course where you might get some benefits right of the way, but you're really just doing damage. Like you're, you're playing the short game and the act of listening is important. And, you know, it's, it's great to acknowledge that sometimes you need help and you go hire a coach. Like I know for a long time, I had no, like I've been programming exercises for a long time and I have like no business giving myself a program mm -hmm. because I'll just leave out. I'm better at this now, 
but for probably a good decade, I would leave out everything that I deep down knew I sucked at and didn't want to do. But like, I knew that I needed the things that, um, you know, spoke to the weak links and nourish the body. Like you were talking about the stretching, whatever I really did need. Like if it was all up to you, it'd be really harder to recognize that. But, you know, with practice, you're able to pause, ask the question, what do I need? And, and well, practice being honest with yourself. That, that last piece is everything, right? Like that, that one piece right there, like just being honest with yourself like that. It's a hard, that's, that's where the ego is really not wanting to admit that you haven't been doing all the things. Like I remember like with my body, in fact, like I have been resisting getting my labs done for ages. <laughs> I don't know why I just, because, and I knew why it's because numbers don't lie. Like I can BS myself all I want, but once I looked at my numbers, I was like, well, Raj, you can't lie to yourself. You can tell yourself you don't, but you can't lie now. And like, and, and, but that also then empowers change, right? Like for sure, we can yeah. allow ourselves to just be like, you know what? All right. Maybe I'm not perfect. I made mistakes. And, and, but like, I'm taking ownership for the fact that I made a certain set of decisions and choices that led me to where I am now that then empowers personal responsibility to give you agency to change and absolutely and that is the most that's the biggest gift we can give ourselves and it took me forever to truly actually lean into the power of honesty and being radically truthful with myself and allowing that to be the most important thing it doesn't matter about my relationship with everyone else if i'm off with me everyone else is going to feel it so are you starting to like tinker with like dietary things or something or because my girlfriend's a really gifted dietitian and so she's so that worked out amazingly <laughs> so you know she's really got me on labs and looking at supplement regimes and gotcha. and looking at um you know food and then you know now i i had my trainer and i thought we were going to be doing leg day every day and what he's got me doing are like biomechanics and making sure form is correct and making sure that i'm not going to hurt myself and got mobility routines in place and so nice. yeah. yeah i think i'm in, i'm actually in the best shape i've ever been oh that's uh, great now man which is awesome. And, you know, I, I definitely feel very, but even that, like, you know, it wasn't until like two years ago, I was actually drinking almost every day, you know, it'd be like a silent drinking, like I grab a beer here or there. Like, you know, it wasn't like, like I was like, I was an alcoholic or anything, but I was just, you know, constantly numbing if you would. Right. Oh yeah. And, and I didn't realize, you know, like in the last few years, like I really invested a lot in my emotional healing and doing a lot of journey work and really going inward and kind of like, doing self-love. And the more I did that and the more I got out of relationships that weren't serving me and the more I sort of, sort of just built a life of alignment, like I naturally just don't really drink much anymore. Like, it's like, it's like my body has like, it, like even my habits, the things I put in my body, like I'm, I'm much more sensitive to now wanting my body to feel good because I can feel more. Like three years ago, I was so disconnected from the neck down. Like I was right. like, so up here that like, I couldn't even feel. And then when I started feeling, I couldn't, I had to clear out everything that was in there. Cause I was just, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's strange. I mean, I used to be super unhealthy back in the day. I was, uh, about 80 pounds heavier than I am now. And, um, wow, dude, you look great. Oh, thank you. And, uh, I like, what's crazy is yeah. like, I would, you know, I would eat crap every day, all day. And I had, uh, a pretty heavy, like alcohol, problem 
you know, daily excessive drinking for decades. But um, I remember when I was really heavy, like I thought I felt fine. Like you didn't have, I didn't have a reference point. Like I didn't know that didn't feel yeah, good. You, you just, you Cause just I didn't know what know. good felt like, like everything was fine. Uh -oh, man. Yeah. I mean, I knew deep down, like I didn't feel probably good about myself, but like, I didn't think it was like a problem. And now like if I go off, uh, you know, if, like I could handle uh, like a cheat meal here and there, but if I had like two or three days in a row of some kind of crappy pr food product, like, man, I feel it. And I'm yeah, reminded no, like, cause I have a reference. Like I know what good feels like, and this isn't good, but it's strange. What's, and I, you know, I actually feel like that's why self-love is such a foundational piece of, you know, the healing journey. Cause when you love yourself, like I remember I read a book a few years ago, it's called love yourself. Like your life depends on it by a guy named Kamal Ravikant. And hmm. in the book, he had a really, really, really good question. I'm sorry. What ask, was it called? I want to check. Love yourself, love yourself like your life depends on it. Have you heard of Novel Ravikant? Do you know who he is? I don't think I have. He's like one of the most smartest guys on Tim Ferriss, like just brilliant investor. It's his brother. Okay. And his brother is like, he wrote this book on self-love after he got this massive burnout. And he asked the question, which I thought was really brilliant. And it's like, if I loved myself, what would I do? Hmm. And great. I love that question. It's so yeah. simple. Cause right. Sometimes it is like, if I love myself, what would I do? Well, you know, maybe it would be go and like, it adds the whole color. Like when I asked myself that, if I loved myself, if I loved my body. How would I take care of it? Like if I, if I loved myself, would I be in this relationship? If I loved myself, would I tolerate the way this person is treating me or talking to me? If I loved myself, what would I demand in work? Like what kind of, uh, like, you know, like that, that question kind of shifted a lot for me because it then took it away from just doing more to like, sometimes it's actually about removing. Sometimes it's actually oh, yeah. about like cutting things out and yeah, I've gone through some of that stuff recently and it's like the worst kind. Cause it's like family relationships, you know, and, yeah. and for a long time, I was always like, I don't want to be the type of person that like doesn't show up for family. Like I want to know myself as someone that is always there and committed to family, willing to do anything. But then, you know, sometimes other people don't feel the same way. And if, as you grow, Sarah says it well, like she talks about personal growth. And I don't know, I don't, I don't think this is original. I don't know where she heard it, but it's like, you're a puzzle piece and you have mm. these things that fit in your puzzle piece. And as you grow, like if there's not a corresponding growth of the other entities in your puzzle piece, if there's not some kind of parallel growth, eventually they just don't fit. And it's, it's really hard, but like fighting that idea of, well, this is not who I want to be. I want to be the person that makes this work, but it does. And then like you just alluded to what you're willing to tolerate. It's like you wind up not realizing that you deserve a boundary. Like when you, you know, what would I do if I love myself? Well, I would have this boundary. I would, I wouldn't yeah. tolerate this. So, and recently she framed it in a way that was helpful. It was like, you could, you can love someone and not necessarily be in relationship with them. Like, and you could still love them, but because you love yourself also, 
you can create the little separation there. And that's been really challenging for me. I, I love that frame though, that question, if I love my, I, I know I've used something similar, like what would you tell a friend that was going through something like this? But that's even more to the point. If I loved myself, what would I do in the situation or how would I, what was the rest of the question? If, just, if I love myself, if I love myself, what would I do? What would That's I it. do? Very yeah, simple. So and it's like, you can, and you can apply that and tailor it to any situation. Like if I love myself, would I allow this person to talk to me this way? If I love myself, mm. would I go out or stay in tonight? If I love my, and cause, cause that has two on it, right? Like it depends on where you're at. Like sometimes for somebody who's just been sitting on the couch all day, every day, even if they've been healthy, like if they love themselves, it's actually putting themselves outside of their comfort zone. For other people, if it's like, oh, I've just been constantly doing all the things and going out, sometimes it is like, actually, I'm just going to slow down and integrate and rest and right. take care of myself. And so it's such a relative question that grows with you. And it's not one that's ever static in nature. And I think that's why, and self-love, you know, I've, I've just recently really leaned into this idea that, you know, self-love is at the intersection of this idea that you are enough as you are. And that there's nothing you ever have to change about yourself and you get to be better. Like there's so oh, much nice. more you can do. And so like this dance, right. And you get to make a choice in every moment. Like, do you feel like you're enough right now? Which could be, you know, if you're overextending yourself, if you're not feeling appreciated in relationship, like no, I'm enough, like, you know, standing up for yourself or is it, wow, I'm really not doing enough where I could be more, I could be creating more. I could be having more. It's, well, then go out and do that. So like, right. and the energy around and instead of, but there, but it's, you know, but I can do more is already like implying, yeah. you know, the, negative the energy, a so guilt, a not enoughness, but, and I can be better. And I want to be, it's a very different uh, energy around those, those words. So what is this like cumulative momentum brought you that you've been through? Like, where's that brought you now? What are you working on now? What's on your horizon? What's important to you these days? Yeah, so I'm sort of in the process of, uh, you know, I've had a lot of um, a lot of businesses in the past that were in a lot of different industries. Coffee, I had a barbecue sauce for a while. I've no, invested in technology. I've done just a lot of different things. And right now I'm in a process of actually consolidating everything and really just focusing on a, on a vision and a mission to build businesses that, you know, help people heal and, and biz businesses that help make mental health services more affordable for the masses, build businesses that change the conversation around healing and emotional and emotional well-being and what that means and, and supporting different entrepreneurs that are inspired in the space, like investing in companies that are that are building incredible technologies in the healing worlds and spaces is there anything in particular that you would want to share that like specifically well, or? well we're so i'm in the i just partnered with a nonprofit actually called humans are good um and uh right now i'm helping them one of the projects that's lighting me up the most right now is i'm helping them scale um ip that they've developed that is this amazing breakthrough process for quantifying mental health. Like they've got this, oh. this, this process for, they bring in science and spirituality and blend it together and 
they've done a ton of research on modalities that are proven to help people get to the root cause of their emotional ups and downs and then resolve them for good. So what does that look like? The quantification? What is it? So talking about a, a device? And, no, so we're, we're turning it into technology. Right now, it's, it's based in certain metrics and KPIs that we track along the healing journey. And and these are metrics and KPIs that aren't necessarily tracked. I'm sorry. I, I don't know what a KPI, what does that stand for? KPI is a key performance indicator. Okay. So it's actually like a, like a, a number that you track to measure how well something is doing. Gotcha. Okay. It's like in a business, it might be profit. In a relationship, it might mean how many times you're having sex a month. Like there might be metrics I mean, in weight, in, in weight loss, it might, or in health, it might be weight or energy, you know, there's, but there are metrics that can be tracked. And, you know, I think the problem with mental health and emotional healing right now is that there's no quantifiable way to see how well something is working and isn't like, mm. it's just, oh, I feel better. I'm relatively better, but there's no quantification. And so the process that, you know, we're really, that I'm really helping scale right now is this breakthrough process that allows people to actually identify the core root beliefs that were caused through early childhood, through a set of experiences, and then resolve those beliefs and then count that as the healing process. And so when you resolve a belief that I'm not worthy and we have a quantified way of doing that and measuring whether it actually worked or not, you know, that right there is now, okay, you can actually showcase that, okay, this tool, this thing you did, this healing modality, this breathwork session, that plant medicine journey with integration led to this thing actually healing. So, um, or so this, it's not this, a specific modality. It's just, it's a, it's a able, it's a mechanism to track the effectiveness of a modality. Yeah. So, and, and we're turning it into technology. So what we're doing is we're having people actually begin to use these methodologies to get to the core root causes, but then we're also building a database that takes that data and uses AI to actually recommend different healing tools that are specifically matched to specific healing resources. So let's say oh, we have people that are logging data about their emotional highs and lows on a daily basis. We have a, a process that allows people to capture those. Well, and this is all in beta, by the way, this is why I was like, oh, well, should I talk about it now? Like, I don't know when this is going live, but we don't have like a live version of this. We're deploying it in a lot of, so with the nonprofit right now, we're deploying it in different communities. So we deployed it in a cancer community to track the emotional healing journey of cancer. We're deploying it into, um, you know, addiction communities. We're, we're deploying it into at-risk communities from a nonprofit standpoint to actually help people in need. And then take all that data and have it feed into a system that can recommend, okay, this person that has addiction, you know, they started talking about how they drink or they go and have this hit when they feel this way. And that feeling is tied to a history of traumas that were all based in the story that they're not lovable and that they're super alone and that nobody cares about them. Okay, great. So we now have that data being tracked and then the database, the AI database that we're building is going to be able to recommend, hey, 70% of people that had that problem use this plant medicine tool or use this form of therapy or use this set of of sequences, this protocol to actually resolve, would you like to give it a shot? And then they'll recommend it. And then they'll go through that process through whoever our partners are that are providing those services. Yeah. And that just allows a recommendation engine because 
you know, I, I see a problem right now in the personal development space. And there's just so, like right now, anxiety, depression, suicide, it's at an all time high. Like, I mean, like it's just problems are getting so big. And though, you know, if you talk about the end of that, you know, the wellness market's never been bigger, right? It's, I think I looked at the, the numbers. It's a $4 trillion market right oh, now. Oh my. With like, like and you're talking about like wellness, medication, you know, like everything related to like mind body ev evolution. It's a massive industry. And so there's this problem though, lots of tools, problems are high and the problems aren't getting smaller. So connecting the tool to the problem. Yeah. So that's now, what I would think that would help too. Like just the psychological component when somebody sees, you know, they've been dealing with something and then they could see that, oh, 70% of the people use this and it helped them. Like they're going into it already with this expectation for success. And they'll have that kind of placebo component, like the wind of their back with that. Cause they're believing like it can be done. Whereas if you don't see that and you're like, well, I don't know if this is going to work. The last pill I took didn't work, but to be able to see, you know, well, the folks that experience what you're experiencing use this and, and this is what it did. So you could kind of go into it with maybe a more open or positive mindset. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's, that's actually the, the goal. The goal is to show how people are actually healing using just everyday tools. Right. And, and it's empowering a bigger conversation around how, you know, I actually believe, and this is a, a true belief for us at our company and, you know, our, and our investors and our advisors, we all believe that at the core of it, at the, at the root of almost every single problem in society is some level of emotional trauma, yeah. some level of emotional disconnection. doesn't matter if it's addiction, divorces, like you name it, there's some level of hurt on the inside. And right now, all we have is a pharmaceutical you know, industry that wants to treat the symptom of that. We've got drugs, we've got, we've got alcohol, we've got distractions, we've got you name it, to help us numb. We don't actually have a framework, a scientifically backed, clinically backed process to empower people to find the root cause of all that and use the right tools to resolve it. And right. that's what we're building. And that's what I'm investing in now. So I'm investing in technology i'm investing in startups i'm you know i'm an angel myself and so this is kind of like my next wave of really empowering that nonprofit, but then also acquiring companies and partnering with people that have a mission to really you know help people resolve the root cause of their issues like i'm done just selling somebody another course i'm done I just, I'm done. I, 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 I just, I feel like we have the answers. We have all the tools now. And most of them are pretty, pretty close to free. Like the best yeah. things are generally the free, you know? Right. You don't have to go pay $10,000 to get stuck on. Like, I mean, I love. Get sunshine and have a cup of coffee with a friend <laughs> or take a walk in nature. Right. Or just, it's just, it's, um, yeah, I, I just, I feel like the personal development industry is in this constant state of, let me make you aware that you have a problem and then let me sell you the solution to that problem. Right. And yeah. I just, and I, I think there's a lot of amazing people in the personal development space, which is why I'm not even like, I want to partner with them. I want to collaborate with them because I know there's a lot of people that actually care about resolving root causes. And, and that's, that's, that's where, at least that's where, you know, now I'm headed, but I've come a long way since selling grinders. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> it sounds like it, man. <laughs> so if people want to learn more, so are you open if there's listeners that, 
are in that space that are looking for partners? Are you open? Yeah, to if you're interested, so, so if you're if you're inside, if you're passionate about mental health and wellness, and you want to be part of the team, if you want to partner with us, if you want to collaborate, if you want to grow, if you want to contribute, just head to my website and just fill out the contact form. That's usually the fastest way to get in touch. You can also follow me on Instagram. And, and the website shoot. is, it's just your name, right? Raj. Yeah, rajjana.com. And we'll go ahead and Raj. link to that yeah. in the show notes. You can also go on Instagram and just send me a message. Um, I'm pretty active on social. And so I can, you know, I, I always respond to people. And if you, if you heard anything on this podcast that really resonated with you and, you know, if you felt called to share something, please reach out. I'm, I, I love hearing from not just my own uh, listeners, but just anybody who's taking the time to, to, to give us uh, your attention. I, I certainly don't take that for granted. And I know you probably don't either or less. So um, yeah, I just, I'm really grateful, man. I'm grateful that I got to be here and I got to spend this hour with you and. Yeah, and, me too, um, man. This has been great. I, I mean, it's, a, you have an impressive resume already for someone as young as you. It's just, it's nice to hear young people that are just so uh, putting themselves out there, willing to grow and like handling all the honesty and vulnerability that, you know, is required to do that. And you know, the ups and the downs and finding a way to navigate through it. And then clearly you have passion about, you know, spreading some of the goodness that you have developed and learned throughout the world. So I'm honored to be a conduit for your message. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, hopefully something you've said today has inspired one of our listeners and hopefully some of them reach out to you. And I, I thank you again for taking the time and maybe we'll do this uh, again sometime. I would love that. Thank you so much, Les. It's been a pleasure. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the conversation and, um, you know, give us some feedback and let us know if you have any questions. Have a great day. Well, I want to thank you again for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I know I did. Rajanas clearly has a lot to offer the world and it's exciting that there's young people like him doing what he's doing. Uh, I encourage you to check out his podcast. Sarah was on it recently. It's uh, the Stay Grounded podcast. And if you, uh, had any questions about this please share in the comments and if you think you know somebody would enjoy the conversation please send it their way by the way if you're looking for the best way to support the mindful movement we get that question a lot the best way is to just join our members oasis it's gone through a recent upgrade so if you're already a member as you log in you should see the change in the platforms and there's um, a lot of great additional value that sarah and i are providing through that and we're really excited very shortly we're going to be having regular live classes on the platform so uh, keep an eye out for that and if you have any questions about that just shoot an email our way thanks again for tuning in i hope you all have a great day